Our world is broken, people are pretty messed up, and let's be honest, sometimes it feels like God is an abusive boyfriend who says I love you, but doesn't appear to be so loving. This podcast exists to remind you who you and your creator truly are, even amidst crisis, and offers stories of hope from people who have faced the unthinkable, yet continue to choose Jesus. Not because it's easy, but because they know that although life can feel excruciatingly complicated, there's holy simplicity found in Jesus. I cannot even tell you how much it encourages me when I get messages from you all about how much you love this podcast. It is so delightful to open Instagram or Facebook or my text messages and hear how a podcast has encouraged you. So would you do me a favor? Would you take a few seconds right now and go ahead and rate this podcast? And if you have even 30 extra seconds, would you leave a review? This allows other people around the world to find the podcast who are in need of some hope and encouragement. So take a few seconds, go ahead, rate our podcast, leave a review so that other people can find this and get the same encouragement and inspiration that you've gained from this podcast. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Allie. How are you? Good. It's so good to chat with you today. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I am so glad that you've reached out. I am so excited to hear your story, and I'm just so grateful for your vulnerability and your willingness to come on. So um, for those of you who don't know Lindsay, Lindsay is someone that reached out to me and said, Allie, I would love to share my story with your audience. And after she shared a bit with me, I knew that I not only wanted to hear her story, but I wanted our listeners to be able to hear her story. So Lindsay, would you share just a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Sure. Um, so I'm Lindsay. Um, I live in Brooklyn, New York City with my husband. Um, we've been married eight years and we have two kids. My son is four and a half and my daughter is seven months. So she's a pandemic baby. <laughs> I love it. Um, and we... Uh, we own a, a specialty coffee roasting company, and I also am the owner and founder of For the Hope, which is a online community that I started that um, I use to write and um, use my words to help others with um, their faith through life, um, parenting, mental health, all of that stuff. That's what my um, online presence is on Instagram, Facebook, and then um, I have a weekly email that I send out to, to, uh, my subscribers. That's just kind of like a midweek pick me up and encouragement. Um, so mm -hmm. that's what takes up most of our, our time here. Oh my goodness. I love it. And I did <laughs> not know that you were from New York. I'm from New York. I'm from upstate, but oh. That is so fun that you live in the city with your family. So I know this is a loaded question, but would you share your story with us? <laughs> yes, I'm honored to. Um, growing up, I grew up in a Christian home and um, my dad's a pastor. So I've always been surrounded by that. And um, but looking, thinking now that I'm adult, thinking back on my life, um, I, I can can realize that I was always an, a very anxious child and um, teenager and young adult, but I always didn't, because the language for it back then was not how it is now. So mm -hmm. I don't even think I knew 
like what that was i didn't even know it was a thing i just thought yeah. like this is normal like i don't know this is just how people feel <laughs> um, right and so um as i got older um i kind you know kind of the verbiage about mental health started coming about and um you know, I kind of thought like, yeah, I think I'm dealing with anxiety, but you know, it's not that big of a deal. And it wasn't at the time it would, it would come and go. I would have months where I was fine. And, um, kind of when stress would come up, then the anxiety would kind of start coming up and, you know, I might have a period of, of a hard time, but nothing like out of control. Um, and so, so it kind of was something that grew over the years. Um, and so, once we were married and, uh, I had my son, um, after I had him about, he was about four months old. Um, and a lot of life stress just kind of erupted out of nowhere and it just skyrocketed just out of control. I was always an extremely hopeless person. Like, um, if anyone else is a four on the Enneagram, if anybody likes <laughs> that, <laughs> um, <Yes>. <laughs> fours <laughs> tend to be very, melancholy and kind of they can be labeled as like depressive and you know of course we have amazing qualities um mm -hmm. but that I think that is kind of like my stature but in a bad way um and so mm -hmm. I was always an extremely hopeless person I was negative pessimistic I just like anything that happened I was just immediately worst case scenario pessimistic outlook just like just like an angry just hopeless person that's really the best way to describe it um mm -hmm. And although I was a Christian, um, I don't think I ever, I had a few instances where things happened that it became, my faith became more real in different situations, but nothing that really like grabbed me. Um, and so I kind of call myself that I was a help me Christian to where anything, anytime I would get anxious or something bad would happen, then all of a sudden I would be like, help me God, make this go away. I just want this to go away. Please help me. You know, like I just had no there was no like power really behind my, my faith and my words and what I was doing. And I, I was, you know, just like a relationship on earth. I, I wouldn't want to be treated that way <laughs> where someone yeah. just comes to me when they have a problem. Um, and so that was kind of how I was acting. And so when all of this happened, I had my first thought wasn't like, Oh, I need to run to God. And, you know, he needs to help me. It was just like, well, of course, you know, this is my life. Now things are getting worse and this is how it is. Um, mm -hmm. And so I kind of went into about two years of just horrendous anxiety. Um, I know that anxiety is something that a lot of people um, are talking about right now, but I, I think it's important to realize the spectrum of it this was a real debilitating anxiety right. would you share with us just a little bit I just want to kind of go down a rabbit trail uh -huh. for a second would you share with us what that looked like um it kind of got to a point at first it was like it was just like a stress anxiety with everything that was going on and you know just kind of that like buzzed up like anxiousness um mm -hmm. but over time it morphed into something that literally just like overtook my whole body. Like I, it, I was just anxious about nothing. Like I was just constantly from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep, just anxious. Like, like you said, just debilitating, like, um, and there was time. So, so that's the thing is that it wasn't even about anything. It was just like this constant mm -hmm. swirl of like, just overthinking everything. Why am I feeling like this? 
you know, what is the symptom in my body? What is, you know, just like just overtaking my whole like mind, body, life, everything. Um, Mm. I had so many nights that I was so anxious that I would just be awake the entire night. Um, and I would never sleep. Like I would, my thing when I feel this way is I can't just like lay down or sit down. I have like, my body is just so like electrified that I have to move. Um, Mm. so it's, there's nights that I would spend, um, just pacing around my house, just like shaking like a leaf and like feeling Mm. like I'm going to die or I need to like run out of the house (laughs) and go to the hospital or, um, like just horrible. Uh, And so I was in that state for, like I said, almost two years, like just, I wasn't a present mom or wife. I was, I don't really have that much memory um, of those years, which is something I've really grieved. And that's really hard for me Um, Mm -hmm. because of course, when you have your first child or any child you want, you know, you have those memories and those um, moments. And uh, so I, I really have little memory of that and pictures where you know I'm smiling with my son and stuff like that it just wasn't you know real um right and so you know I just I just became just like a shell of a person my marriage was completely plummeting I was angry all the time because you know people who deal with anxiety know that you get um very just overstimulated by yourself and very triggered by things to where anything is like Uh, you know and having kids is obviously like the ultimate trigger for everything yeah yes so I was constantly just miserable angry at my husband at my son you know for no reason they didn't do anything wrong obviously um Uh, and there's so many times that you know something would go on with my son that would make me upset and I would just like leave the house and I would just leave and go mm. somewhere for like the whole day. Um, mm. Just things like that. Like I was, okay. I was just, I was just miserable like in, in every way. And, um, mm. and yeah, just the anxiety was out of control. I was just constantly panicking, constantly in that fight or flight, you know, feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what happened was at the end of about those two years or so, um, I realized, like, I I just have no idea. So during this time, I also never, like, did anything with my faith. You know, normally those situations, people, you know, really run to that and turn to that. Um, But I was just so pessimistic and just so angry about everything. I just didn't do anything. Um, And so at the end of that time, I realized, like, I just don't know what to do with myself anymore. It was just getting worse and worse as time went on. And so I went on medication um and so I started that and that following year I was what I call okay (laughs) um but the problem with that year was that I was so okay that I didn't even feel like I needed God then either um Mm. it just kind of took away the physical anxiety but I still was not working on what the problem was um so then it just kind of morphed into well like I'm fine now and okay I feel fine so so sure I'll just like go on with my life and and that's it um Mm -hmm. and so eventually I didn't really love the idea of being on medication in the first place um which I think a lot of people feel that nervousness about it um so I knew Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to be I didn't I knew I didn't want to be on it long term um so between starting and weaning off I was on it about a year 
Um, and then when I went off of it, my issues returned. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. um, for me, it, it was just kind of, it just kind of turned into a blanket that, um, didn't allow me to still get to the root of my issues. Um, I know for a lot of people that being on medication really helps them to do that. And that's, what's so great about it is that it takes, you know, takes away that, that, uh, kind of clouds you have and then people are really able to you know work through their faith or work through you know the the issues without the anxiety being at the forefront of it um and so I started just out of nowhere having these horrific terrifying intrusive thoughts um about my family about myself um and the thing of it is that it like the way people explain it is that it attacks the thing that you love and care about the most because you know that you would never do or feel that way about those things. Um, and so I, from that point, when that happened, I just kind of like shut down and I was just like, what is happening? Like now, like everything just got 10 times worse. Like, like I was just so beside myself. Um, my brain and then uh when it happened i freaked out about it obviously which then caused my brain to be like oh great this is something we should fear and freak out about and so then it got worse Mm. (laughs) um and i just was plagued like every second just with these horrifying scary thoughts like about my family about people i was passing on the street um and so i just like lost it and i just was completely just a wreck and I didn't even know what to do I was completely dumbfounded that this had just gotten worse like I had you know a bit of hope about going on the medication I did better and I got off and you know it was going to be okay everyone told me it would be fine and I would be fine um Mm -hmm. and so that happened and I I I was seeing a therapist at the time um and I remember just going there and just being like like I wanted her to fix me. Like I, I just wanted her to be like, just tell me like what this is, like why this is happening and just like make it go away. Um, but she couldn't yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, right. And so I just went through kind of a few days of just being so terrified and thinking I was legitimately like crazy. Like I just had these horrible visions in my head. Like my kids are going to like grow up and have to visit me in the mental hospital. And like, I'm just like, I'm Mm. just like crazy. And like, what is going on? Um, And so that night, uh, one night I um, decided to open my Bible and I was like, okay, I'm just going to read a verse and, um, and like, I just don't know what to do with myself. So I'm just going to read something. Um, And so I just kind of opened up my Bible to Psalm because I know that, you know, of course everybody loves the Psalms and, and the words of comfort Mm. and stuff. And so I just kind of opened it and I just picked Psalm three and said, okay, whatever, I'll read this. Um, And so it's kind of talking about being in a battle and God is going to help you. And I was just like, Oh yeah, cool. Like, this is nice. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And then the last line of the, of the verse says from the Lord comes deliverance. Um, and just like how God always works with certain things like this, I don't know what happened, but I read that line and I just like, I almost like fell off my bed. Like, I don't know 
what happened but I was just like overcome with this weird feeling and I and I just like I don't know how to describe it (laughs) um Mm. and I just remember going to sleep that night and I woke up the next morning and I was thinking about it and I was like and I was like I think like I think that that anxiety and and all of this like doesn't have to be who I am like I, I don't need to like ascribe to this anymore and and hold on to this and like I think I can have hope for the future and that like my life doesn't always have to be this way and I remember telling mm. my husband and my mom that and they were like what <laughs> because I had just never mm. talked like that or, or said anything hopeful like that <laughs> mm. <laughs> um and so I just kind of remember praying and, and thinking through it that night. And I just kind of remember feeling like God said, um, you know, like things are going to be really hard for a while, but I'm going to walk with you through this. Like We're not going to go over it, mm. but we're going to go through it. Um, and mm. so from, from that point on, my life totally changed. I, um, I just had this, this hope and this like fire that like, I could go on and I could, I could live a life that isn't defined by anxiety and that I don't have to like be anxiety. Um, and so as much as I wish that in that moment, it was just like a supernatural healing, which I know can obviously happen. Um, but I know that that's not typically how God wants to teach us. He wants to bring us through things. Um, and so, that following year was really a year of, um, of healing and just stripping away everything. That's really how I describe it is that it was just a complete stripping of myself, um, in every way possible. Mm -hmm. And it was the hardest year that I had, I had been through at the time. Um, I I was just, you know, everything I talked about with the intrusive thoughts and the anxiety and I still dealt with that. Like it was this constant back and forth battle um, between that. It wasn't, it was not easy and it was not, um, you know, I I don't want that to sound like, Oh, you know, God did this thing. And then, wow, it was, you know, I just sailed through learning and, you know, (laughs) it was extremely hard. (laughs) Right. um, um, During that time I used to um, clean and organize people's houses. I'm one of those people that my brain is like, loves organizing organizing and it just works in that way <laughs> um <laughs> mm, me too sister yes <laughs> so, so it also helped clean people's house um while I was doing that so um when I was dealing with these intrusive thoughts I was so terrified of being in any type of silence because then my brain would be loud um And so when I would Mm. go and clean and stuff, I would always have podcasts playing or music to kind of fill, to fill the room. Um, But the problem with when you do that is that then you can't hear anything. Um, And so one time I was just having a hard day and I just said, you know, today I'm just going to not listen to anything. I'm not going to, I'm not going to distract myself. And if God wants to say anything to me, then great. And if not, then I guess I you know, spent the time just clearing my brain. Um, and so Mm. I worked for hours, never, you know, didn't feel like I was connecting to God or whatever in any way, not that I was necessarily trying to, but I was just, you know, you know, I think everyone kind of goes into things like, right, something's going to happen here. (laughs) And so, (laughs) yeah. 
And so I was finishing up and I was, uh, it's kind of a funny story, but I was in those people's bathroom. I was cleaning their bathroom and I was cleaning their toilet. <laughs> and um, <laughs> when I was, cle- I was just, at that point, I was just mentally and emotionally exhausted from being in silence for so long and trying to keep my brain on track. Um, and so I started crying and I was just kind of praying and saying, I don't remember exactly what I was praying, but I was to the effect of like, why is this happening? And why is this so hard for me? And why do I keep going back to this stuff? And, um, you know, why do I, um, why do I feel like no one else understands this or, or that anyone else gets me? Like I have no, no point person to like help me with this. Um, and this felt very alone in it. Like I felt, like I said, I was like crazy and that just, I couldn't really talk about it because people would think I was crazy. And, um, and so I just remember just kind of hearing God, not audibly, but you know how that is. You just like hear something like in your soul. Um, and I just kind of felt like I heard him say, no one else has this exact story because then you would rely on them and you wouldn't rely on me. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so good. And that is so like God. I had been doing really well with, um, you know, kind of putting that trust in God. And, um, and in the springtime of that year, um, I kind of started struggling with things again. And I was like, you know, I, I just think that this is just like, you know, a hormonal issue or something just needs like figured out, you know, it's not like a faith thing. It's just like a, you know, there's just something wrong with me and which is totally justifiable. Of course, you know, people deal with that stuff. And, um, and so, you know, I was like, I'm just going to find like a holistic doctor and, and, you know, but in my head, it was like in the background, I was aware of the fact of why I was doing it, but in the foreground, (laughs) I was again making those excuses of like no like this is you know it's a natural thing it's fine you know it's no problem but apparently God was like speaking to me through all cleaning people's people's houses was his thing (laughs) um and so I was at someone else's house and I was listening to a sermon and the guy was um talking about the bleeding woman that you can find in the gospels um and he's talking Mm, about so he kind of read through the story of course I had heard the story many times Um, and, you know, he said the part where it says there was a bleeding woman there and, um, she was desperate that she had gone to many doctors, spent all of her money and oftentimes they made her worse. Um, and I just stopped and I was like, oh, Mm. (laughs) and it's just, (laughs) oh my gosh, I, I don't think I have ever like registered at the the time I hadn't either. Um, and so when I heard that, I just kind of stopped and was like, was like, oh, um, but I still was holding on to a piece of that justification of like, no, you know, it's, it's, I'm just doing like supplements and stuff. Like it's no, no problem, but that really kind of clicked with me. Um, Mm. and so over the past, over the next few weeks, I kept reading things in the Bible about similar things having to do with that. So finally I verbalized it to my husband and I told mm-hmm. him, I said, I think, um, I just wasted all of our money and, <laughs> and, um, I need to oh not gosh. see this doctor anymore. And I need to get rid of all of these like supplements and stuff. Again, there's nothing wrong with supplements, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but because mm-hmm. of of my history <laughs> with this and he, my husband was like what do you like yes i i love you i support you <laughs> like i'm i'm here but like what are you talking about like what is the big deal with taking supplements mm. like and that's kind of what him and my mom had you know they're supportive of me but they're like i don't understand like what's the problem like this isn't anything dangerous or you know whatever and i, and I was like i know but i just i feel right. like that's what i'm being asked to do um and so mm. once i verbalized it then it was like yes this this is what god is asking me to do and so um I went home and I, I went in my shelf and I threw them all away and I just like laid on the floor <laughs> in the nighttime and I prayed and I just um, asked God for forgiveness just for continually struggling with this and continually doing over and over what I knew, you know, I shouldn't be doing what he's already taught me and showed me. And I just said, you know, I've, I've thrown mm-hmm. all this out. I felt like you were speaking to me on that. And, and then I just felt like this overwhelming peace come over me um Mm. and I really felt like like I said that was kind of like a closing of that season to where I finally was like okay I'm I understand and I'm stepping away from all of this trying to do everything myself and and find the answers myself oh my gosh I love hearing this because I just I'm just reminded how uniquely God speaks to each of us and how he, I mean, has literally (laughs) endless options for how to heal somebody and how he's going to walk someone, like you said, through something instead of over it. Like he does that to his beloved. He doesn't allow us to just go over it. And so I love hearing how unique your story is. And I also love that you are so sensitive to other people's stories who are different because you know obviously everybody has a different story so I know that this is going to be like the million dollar question but what would you say to somebody who is going through a similar situation that other people of course but specifically I have been there um and that I know just how tragically and deeply dark that that can be how it feels like there's times that there's just literally no escape. Like there is no light. There is no way out. There's no possible way to to imagine yourself in a different way of life. Um, that was really how I felt in those moments. Like I just felt like this is just my life forever. Like I'm I'm never going to get out of this. I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to smile. I'm never going to feel joy. Um, if you have kids, especially like I'm going to ruin my children. They're going to have so many problems for me that if you keep moving and if you keep walking, that you're going to get to another place. Um, but it's going to take work. That's something that was really important to me and that I really learned through that time was that I couldn't just sit there and expect God to just be a genie and just do what I was asking that I also had to partner with him and to move. Um, Yeah, that's so good. So I would love to hear how your husband responded at first and then some, just some really helpful things mm -hmm. that he said Um, or reminded you of. 
my husband honestly really struggled with how to deal with me with this. Um, I was so wildly out of control and just like just hopeless that he really struggled with how to deal with that. And I think it caused him anxiety because he loves me, obviously, and he didn't want me to deal with that. Um, and so it would often turn mm. into frustration for him to where he would you know I would say oh, I'm just feeling really anxious tonight and he would be like babe like just stop and I'd be like what <laughs> I'd be like I can't like I can't just mm. stop like I, if, yes. I, if I could I most certainly would like yeah if I could just turn it off <laughs> yes <laughs> I think part of that was was God kind of um during that time like I said I would find my solace in other people and other things a lot and my husband and my mom were almost like stumbling blocks in that way um because I Mm. I would just like want them to like fix me um and so there's a situation with my mom that happened Mm. that's too much to go into but she was almost like chopped off from my life (laughs) during that time um and Mm. I think in a way my husband kind of not you know of course he would love me and was there for me and prayed for me every day without you know, dutifully. Um, but I feel like God almost blocked them off in a way to be like, to be like, these people love you and they're going to pray for you and they're going to be there for you. But I still don't want you going to them over me. Um, and so mm. it wasn't until I kind of was working through it that, that he kind of was like, wow, like this is incredible. Like what is happening with you? And, and so he, um, I think that allowed him to kind of partner more with me through that. Um, once he saw that, um, that I was kind of moving forward and, and more hopeful toward that. And then I think that kind of took that brunt off of him of like, I need to fix this and I need you to like be okay. You know, and just kind of that anxiety that, that our partners mm. feel with whatever's going on. Um, and so yeah. um, over time we've really, grown in this a lot to where um you know through those years we've talked about talked about it so much and he's learned so much about it from me and um to where we're at a place now that um he knows when I get like this that I just need him to listen and not try to fix me not tell me to stop um you know anything like that and to where he's just like okay babe like do you want to talk and Um, so we'll sit on the couch and he'll just let me unleash all of my erratic thinking and, (laughs) and all of my worries and whatever. And he'll just Mm, listen and he'll, you know, be like a voice of reason with me. Like, you know, like, I know this is hard and I know that this is upsetting you and it's worrying you and I I see you, I understand you, um, but I'm not going to let you stay here. Um, so he's very good with that. And I'll be like, no, but I want to stay here. I want to worry about this. And, and he's very good yes. now with um, mm. being like, no, like you need to stop. Like, I'm, I'm not going to let you continue to obsess and talk about this for the next three weeks. <laughs> like you need to stop and to, and to mm. go spend time with God or, you know, I can pray with you. Or As you said that, I was just thinking to myself how crazy it is again, how, uniquely God deals with each of us and also how ironically at the same time he can teach his people the same lessons but in such unique ways like when you said that 
he kind of like pulled your husband and your mom away a bit and just made him made you rely on him completely that is what the lord has done in my life in this season of the stem cell transplant and today we are recording on my first day back home in six weeks but the the past six weeks that's exactly what it's been I mean (laughs) like not being able to cry on my husband's shoulder or you know pacify myself by busying myself with my kids or or whatever and I I resonate with that so much and I just oh my goodness he's so good how he teaches us these things but I completely also resonate with you saying um something along the lines of you know you you wouldn't have chosen this and you wished that he would just heal you instantly and that this would all be over because it's so much easier but it's so much richer and and I love that that's what I'm hearing you say that life is so much richer because you are so deeply reliant on the Lord. Like that word deliverance, when I when I read that that night, um, kind of became like my word. And I was like, you know, I can have deliverance from this. And um, and I think at, at a time I almost became a little bit obsessed with that, that thought that like something somewhere was going to happen where like mm-hmm. everything was just going to like stop. And I was like, never going to have feelings again. <laughs> I'd only just be happy and good and nothing else. Um, mm-hmm. But over time now that I've, that it's been a few years past, I've, I've really come to, um, to understand that God will continue to deliver me through these situations that, like I said before, of course he could, instantaneously zap all anxiety from my existence ever again but um I think this is something that keeps me reliant on him as much as as hard as it is um so I wanted to say that to anyone listening that that I am in no way shape or form have this figured out I'm not perfect I'm not some anxiety warrior I'm (laughs) I'm not like I don't ever, you know, never dealt with it Mm. again. You know, it's still something even presently that I still constantly have to, to battle with and to, and to stay on top of. Um, And and it's something that I'll always kind of trend toward Mm. if I'm not careful. I was reading somewhere in the Bible and and it was, and that's what the, the verse was talking about. It was talking, I think it was talking about the Israelites and it was like talking about how um, God had delivered them before and he will deliver them again and it was just that reminder to me that that as things come and as I go through things that he will continue to help me it's not a one and done thing like I helped you once and that's it Mm. (laughs) we're not going to keep doing this it was just a one-time thing so (laughs) yeah I mean God Mm. doesn't have anybody but sinners to use and so he uses us and that was just so freeing for me to hear because I think so often we think like oh my goodness I struggle so much with anxiety or I'm so depressed or fill in the blank that there's just no way that God could use me he uses people who (laughs) have it together who clearly love him because obviously I don't because I'm suffering so much and every literally every person on the earth is a sinner and that's what he has to work with and he still chooses to work with us and he still chooses to use us and it's just so beautiful so I love like if if someone had told me during that time that I would be that I would have my for the hope um page I would be talking to you anything I would be like 
no, like absolutely not. <laughs> so like, just, you know, I know everyone says that like, yes, like, oh no, I could never imagine, you know, whatever. But it's like, truly, like, I just don't think there's a, a way to describe like how just hopeless yes. and miserable I was. Um, so yeah, to anyone listening, yeah. you will feel joy again. You will live again. You will not be perfect and you will still struggle at times, of course, but but this isn't the end and that there is still mm. a new way. Mm. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much. Where can everybody find you and connect with you again? Would you just share? Yeah. Um, um, where we can. So my, on Instagram, um, my page is for the hope. Um, just that. And then um, if you go on there, you on the bio, you can see my website is on there, which is for the hopeful.com. Hey, thank you for joining us today. I hope you're not falling for a lie that you could never be holy enough to respond to your situation as our guest today did. I know that's sometimes where my head goes when I hear stories of holy struggle, so can I remind you that you have everything you need to respond the same way? Jesus offers hope in our pain, and it usually only requires a perspective shift to notice it. So whether it's time in his word, going for a walk through creation, or a heart-to-heart with a friend, this is your weekly reminder to take time to snatch that much-needed perspective shift.